Hello and welcome to Earth Calling. We're your hosts, Ed and Laszlo. Every week we bring you a fresh slice of online content, sorting through the likes, the memes, the insta-queens, the swipes, the scrolls, and the Twitter trolls. Together, we're laying down our 21st century digital legacy. So sit back, relax, and buckle in. This is Earth Calling. Hello and welcome back, our loyal Earth Callers. We hope you've had a great week. Of course, we are fresh from the success of our monumental episode on Clubhouse and we were frankly overwhelmed <laughs> by the number of people who showed up to, uh, to listen to Ed and me. Uh, spewing nonsense live of course uh, for those who've actually listened to the episode I'm I'm being rather light-hearted because uh, it was not the biggest gathering oh my god he's being sarcastic and ironic so British sardonic <laughs> that's oh. not the combination of sarcastic and ironic just want to say what what is the difference between is it is it something called sardony like irony yes I think so is sardonic I think it's some kind of cynical sarcasm isn't it Really? Sardonic. I don't know. Sar- mm. If you're sardonic. Not to be confused with sartorial. Yes, that's that's related to fashion. Your clothing. Yes. Mm. Sardonic is, yeah, grimly mocking or cynical, Google tells me. Oh, gosh. Okay. Gosh. So, anyway, leaving behind sardony. Uh, we're excited to say that t- today we will be talking about Spotify, which is, of course, the huge music streaming platform that's kind of cannibalized music uh, listening these days. <coughs> hum, hum. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> so, yeah, just... uh, yeah, yeah, go on, do your bloody joke about cannibals. No, no, I was just going to say, just gobbling up all of those record labels, just, yeah. Nom, nom, nom. Washing it down with a nice glass of tears of, I don't know. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. She's doing okay. Yes, so Spotify is the subject today. Ed, how about you kick us off with a bit of a backstory? Backstory, yes. Ed. Ed's backstories. You gotta, you know, you gotta brand it. You're bad at branding. You're quite right. We need a bit of a brand. So this is story time with Edward. <laughs> Once upon a time, in a small village. In Sweden, of all places, there was a man named Daniel Eck. And for once, we're not talking about Silicon Valley. We go straight to. What is that? This is a a Scottish guy who's got a bit of herring stuck halfway down his throat. He's he's trying to get the herring out of his mouth. There's a sort of hybrid of Andy Murray, Severus Snape, and and Daniel Eck from Sweden. I think our listeners, our listeners at this point. They're pretty well versed with our accents, and they just think every week they just think, "Bloody hell, here we go again." And they can probably they can pinpoint the exact cocktail of accents that you're delivering to them. I think I need to get a bit more high. No, sorry, I need to get a bit more high pitched, a bit more pippy long sucking, pippy long sucking. In Sweden, I I just wanted to make an app where I could listen to music without mm. having to pay for it. You've you done well. You you do like saying just. We all know that they say just, but every time you do it, you say just. All right, mate. We know they pronounce it. It's my bread and butter. It's my bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. Drop. Your bread. Your bread and butter. Uh, 
Of course, so Spotify was not founded in Silicon Valley. It was one of those rare unicorns that was in fact founded in Europe. And it started in 2009 in Sweden. And um, that's when the app launched. It actually had history back in 2006 where a man named Daniel Ek and his friend Martin Lorenzon, I'm sure I've butchered that, apologies to our many Swedish listeners, got together and decided that they wanted to create a legal version of the highly popular original streaming services such as Napster and LimeWire. And essentially, they got together and built a company that allowed people to listen to music for free with ad support, or if they wanted, they could pay a small monthly subscription fee in order to listen without adverts, and subsequently they allowed people to download. It has soared, what is it? rocketed, soared <laughs> yeah. to new heights, like an albatross. Yes. <laughs> and that was more like a partridge, that wasn't was, it? Or that no, was a partridge some, yeah. is a sort of... <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, and there's the... Um, I think I came across this actually when I was researching for the TikTok episode. It's great that these days, by the way, I can just say, you know, I, I was researching for the TikTok episode as opposed to just genuinely consuming content on, on a very addictive app. Yeah. I was I was watching stuff on TikTok and I came across this, uh, this video of a woman who just had the text on the screen, everyone in the UK recognises this banger, and then the sound is just... Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, you know the, the... Yeah, it, that, the, yeah the pigeon the co- the cooing the cooing yeah, of a pigeon, the of a pigeon yeah. nothing better excellent so where were we spotify it's done bloody well yes. there's no denying it yes. <laughs> you know they've done well they've fought off fierce competition from apple music which i would suggest in my opinion is a subpar platform i've much preferred spotify um, thank you, however, of course, Apple, for hosting this podcast. We are extremely grateful to you. And uh, just to clarify, we are you know, big fans of Apple as a brand, yes. as are we of Spotify and all of our other hosting platforms. Shout out to Overcast. Yes, and, and we hope also, Apple Music, you don't mind that we took the decision to uh, not run this podcast episode about your own platform as, as discussed on the contract. You've decided to go <laughs> for your main rival, Spotify, because we believe they are a better service. But it is now a multi-million user platform. They have about 300 million MAUs, for those not in the know, that's monthly active users, of which about 130 million are Spotify premium subscribers, which means that they obviously pay monthly to have an ad-free experience. Their market cap is in the billions. I think it's something like 30, 40, God knows, 50 billion. So it's been a tremendous success for Daniel and his mate Morten. And it's uh, part of the fabric of the music industry today. But that's how Spotify got to where it is today. But Lazo and I thought it would be fun to take a trip down memory lane. We all love that, you know, 90s nostalgia yeah. here at Earth Calling. We have a very niche demographic. Boulevard of like Broken to... Dreams. <laughs> and if that didn't take you down memory lane itself, I don't know what will. Yes, that's wonderful. Uh, not to be confused with the Yellow Brick Road, which will uh, hit some audiences as an Eminem track, other members of the audience as a wonderful Wizard of Oz reference. Some members as both. Some um, members like me are just staring at the screen thinking, what the bloody hell's he on about? When's he going to shut up? <laughs> when's he, when's he <laughs> shut up? <laughs> uh, 
Um, but I thought it'd be fun to just whiz through a, a brief history of music. So initially we had records and vinyl, and they were great for what they were and have made something of a renaissance for people who buy expensive coffee and have beards. They now also have vinyl collections, um, and there's been a, a great uptick in demand for those. But, you know, they predated Laszlo and my time. But when we sort of hopped into music, I would say it was just post-Walkman. So you had those wonderful tape players, but then CDs appeared. Now, I actually very concretely remember the first ever CD that I bought. I don't know, Laszlo, do you remember your first album that you purchased? I think um, I remember the, f- the first one I got, and it was a gift from a friend. It was an mm-hmm. MGMT album. You know the oh, one with everyone calling on your knees. Yes. Da, da. Yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting. So, uh, and that was bought to you, bought for you by a friend. So, my first record I bought in HMV, uh, which is a music shop that is now defunct. For those who don't live in the UK, stands for His Master's Voice. In fact, because there used to be a dog with a gramophone. I don't know if anyone is familiar with that logo, but that's why it's called HMV, and. It was actually a single by the artist Keyless. Are you familiar with Keyless? And do you remember her hit single? I'm not. I'd like you to give me a little rendition. Well, her hit single was called Milkshake. <laughs> and it went, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And right. like, it's better than yours. Damn right. It's better than yours. I could teach you, but I have to charge. So, so in a sense, her milkshake did it brought you to the yard. Certainly, I was in Keyless's yard. Yeah, absolutely. Sunbathing, sipping on that milkshake. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, but it, what what was strange about singles, if you think about it, was you'd pay about for things like four quid or something, and you'd just buy one song. Yeah. And they'd maybe do like a, a revamp of it on the album as well, so that there were two of them. But it but, was very strange. But. You really got value for for your money because you'd listen to that song hundreds and hundreds of times, which is, I think, interesting because now people tend to consume songs through playlists, for example, and I think it's very much like background music. You know, you don't pay so much attention to these songs because there's Mm -hmm. such an enormous volume of them. But when you pay £4 for a song, you have to make it worth it. So you probably, you know, latch onto it and get obsessed. Also, it's the only thing you can listen to. I mean, I shudder to think how many times I played Keyless. And the other one that I think was probably my second ever CD purchase was Compact Disc, by the way, CD, for, for anyone wondering, was Avril Lavigne's album. Wow. Were you an Avril Lavigne fan? I just love this this picture that you're painting of yourself, Ed. It's great. <laughs> this, this 12-year-old who's just in his bedroom kind of like dancing to them. It's like, my milkshake brings all the balls to the yard. And then like in between that, it's like, I was a skater boy. I'll see you later, boy. And yeah, I uh, hate, to, hate to correct you, but of course he was famously the skater boy. Um, Sorry. And I... she needed to come back down to earth. <laughs> Because her head was up in space, uh, he was slamming on his guitar. Look, it's been a while since I, I listened to Avril. Okay. So she was wonderful, and and Eminem was another another early an early classic. So a real sort of mix there of. You Americana. have already proven in one of our episodes that you are pretty proficient at Eminem lyrics, so I can see where it started. Let's get down to business. I'd have got no time to play around. What is this? Must be a circus in town that shut the shit down on these clowns. Can I get a witness? Hell yeah. It just doesn't sound great in Ed's accent, does it? No, I think yeah. everyone will be on board with yeah. that. Let's <laughs> got to get down because I am a gangster. When you touch my throat, I'll make you bangster. I said that I am a posh boy. If you say yes, then I will destroy you. <laughs> oh dear. That was freestyle, by the way. I just want to say freestyle that. Freestyle, drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think that post post CD we sort of wandered into that very murky period of Napster and LimeWire. Now, Laszlo, were you were you a LimeWire user or a Napster user? What were they? I I, de- I definitely flirted with LimeWire. Uh, I remember this exhilarating feeling of of getting music for free. Mm-hmm. I think there was at one point there was a lot of fear that you'd get a virus using it or something. Wasn't there yes. that? because it, yes. it was dodgy ultimately and you know you, mm-hmm. you were downloading big patches packages of of files which you well it was a it was a distributed peer-to-peer you yeah. know file sharing yeah. platform yeah, yeah. essentially so you were just getting my milkshake from some random dude somewhere who you didn't know so there was a lot of a lot of viruses knocking about but of course there was this rush and Sean Parker, who created Napster, obviously subsequently invested in Facebook, created the Founders Fund, made a huge amount of money, and actually is now on the board of, of Spotify, I think. So he created this music sharing platform, which exploded and posed an existential threat to the music business. And they responded with lots of lawsuits and managed to shut down Napster. And I think LimeWire met a, a similar fate. I think LimeWire was maybe the European equivalent. I'm not actually sure. But then... We reached the age of, of probably is it iTunes and Apple kind of Apple got in on the game with the iPod, which was a seamless experience, but very strange in that you would have to pay ninety nine cents or you know seventy nine p I think it was for a song. Yeah, but but again back to my earlier point, I think when I had an iPod, it was it was amazing because I had this catalogue of songs, right? And it feels like your little personal library. You you have mm. all of these artists that you become very, very familiar with and you are very faithful to, and you listen to the same songs over and over again. And you know, these days you might call that monotonous, but back then, like, mm. I think my teenage years are so they're so clearly marked by different artists I was in love mm. with at some point. You know, there was the strokes, there was Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. That was a classic. Hotel oh, California, oof. like these big tunes. Oh, yeah. I listened to a lot of Santana as well. And these, yeah, so I think it's just different. I think back then you, your loyalty to artists and albums was much mm. greater than now. I think it was all about albums back then. For sure, for sure. And you would actually, as a result, as you say, you'd listen to the album, whereas now it typically is a couple of songs that make the, make the big time. Um, whereas back then you'd listen to an album and cherish it. And the fact that... I can still rattle off It's Complicated or Complicated by Avril Lavigne shows quite how much I, I must have listened to it at the time. I mean, I think I think in that case it shows that you are continuing to listen to it <laughs> and therefore it's very much, it's not kind of, it's not hidden away in the, in the back store of your mind. It's very much front <sighs> and centre. See the way you're acting like you're somebody else that <laughs> got me frustrated. Life's like this, you... Anyway, but... <laughs> But yeah, certainly you're right. So Spotify, the advent of streaming has completely changed our relationship with music and songs and the economics of it all. Because back then I would buy a couple of albums maybe a year on iTunes and then I would basically get my friends and take their CDs and upload them onto my iTunes and I'd sort of catalogue it and it would be a really sort of personal thing. Whereas now, you know, you pay your 9.99 a month to Spotify and you get everything. And there's there's a big difference in the way that we now consume things. I think interestingly though on the economics of it, like I now spend 120 quid a year on Spotify and I never used to spend that. One thing though that I think we can all agree that Spotify has done tremendously well over the years is that it has used data from all of its millions of users to curate and recommend music based on what you are already listening to. And I think that, you know, to a certain extent, gone are the days of that terrible anxiety that you'd get when someone throws you a phone at, at a house party or in any kind of social gathering and goes, yeah, mate, uh, can you just whack on a few tunes, mate? Sick. Yeah, thanks, man. 
<laughs> well, all you've got in your in your back catalogue is Eminem, Avril Lavigne, and some angsty kind of effer, effer, effervescence, evanescence even. <laughs> and um, but now, of course, you have the radio feature, which allows you to just whack on a playlist, you know, tropical house beats and, and you're off to the races you just leave it there and everybody thinks oh god what a sick guy he's got such good music and you just wink at your spotify app and go cheers man sorted me out indeed that's that's in fact the very subject of my of my preparations this week because i was always intrigued about the, the many hundreds and thousands of playlists out there so in my exploration i did come across some particularly interesting playlists now the first one is very simply called Cat music. Oh, God. <laughs> cat music. The, the description is <laughs> music for cats. Help your cat calm down with this soothing playlist. Why are cat owners so weird? You would never Thank get you. this about... There's not going to be Thank the same you. number of, like, dog playlists, I bet. There's this strange thing with cat owners. Now, I just want to, you know, preface this by saying... I apologise to all cat owners. You're entitled to do whatever you want, entitled to, to, to love your cat and to want the best for your cat. But why is it that the second you become a cat owner, everything in the world is about your cat? Yeah. And cats don't even, you know, newsflash to all of you. Cats don't even fucking like you. Cats don't like you. And also, what is this in the description? Music to calm your cat down. <laughs> I've never seen a cat in a, in a state of frenzy or alarm. I mean, what... Yeah. You know, it's just a, it's a very strange notion. So, I just want to I want to play you an an excerpt from this playlist, the first the first track that will calm down your your cat. Um, so here goes. <laughs> Wish I was a dog. I mean, sorry, but this is just, if I, you know, any discerning cat would think this is utter trash. Give me some, give me some Mozart. The next playlist that I stumbled upon, which I f found was pretty amusing, is titled the following. The Unique Wit and Wisdom of President George W. Bush. Right. What, <laughs> is this a sort of selection of his speeches? This is quite literally just... A selection of 30 excerpts from speeches where he just Brilliant. says some pretty ridiculous things. He's got a great thing where he says something like, and I believe that humans and mammals can coexist peacefully. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, he's got so many good ones. He's got quite a good one about, um, obviously, back in the day, the internet was this emerging phenomenon. Nobody really knew how to refer to it, but he, he, he found a good way to talk about it. He said this. Uh, I hear there's rumours on the... Uh... Internets. <laughs> you don't need to hear the rest of the quote. I hear there's uh, rumors on the internets. Uh, yeah, there's that. There's that great line where he's responding to the 9/11 terror attacks, and he's on a golf course, and he says, "There is nothing that we will not do to stop these terrorist killers." <laughs> now watch this drive. Then <laughs> it's a massive drive. <laughs> My personal favourite Bush quote, which I don't think is on this playlist, but I do encourage you to, to look up this playlist because it is a very, very amusing listen. My favourite one is, very simply, they misunderestimated me. Yes, yes. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, W. The last playlist I wanted to, to talk about was another 
you know, thematic playlist, which is very simply public transit sounds. It's a a DigiFX sound effects library, which has just got public transit soundscapes from different cities around the world. Mm. So you've got Berlin, Germany bus stop, which is, of course, I'm based in Berlin. So this one really, really struck a chord in me. It's a banger. Wait for the drop. And man stamps his ticket. No, I'm joking. Lovely. Sick. Yeah. With Berlin, I mean, it was always going to have a massive drop, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly. That one kept me up at night. Are there any kind of metro announcements or how do you say all aboard? Alles aboard today. Alles aboard Alles aboard (laughs) Get on board, Alice. Yeah. Unfortunately not. I think that the most vocal it gets is this one, which is Brazil bus stop with hum, hum of voices. Oh, That's nice. the, the title of the track. That's a veritable hum I can hear of voices. So, Beautiful. you know, the, there's hundreds of these tracks. I think the, the more melodic ones would have to be ones like this one, which is simply titled bus horn from exterior <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can't knock it that is it's that a, is it's, a bus horn it's a well sustained note oh gosh that's a bit, a bit stressful actually yeah I just love it though that people dedicated exactly dedicated to compiling these uh, playlists and these um, because playlists is such a huge part of Spotify and that you can literally find a playlist for any mood any p- possible whim there's um, a playlist for it you know Sitting down for dinner with your long lost uh, great uncle who happens to be a fan of roast beef, but you haven't been able to procure any because there wasn't any at the Tesco. So you've therefore gone for pork and you've poured him a glass of white wine in the hope that that will be able to rekindle a relationship that you once shared when you were 15. Is that one for? Yeah, there is features a lot of Avril Lavigne, surprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) I found it in the, yeah. Oh, God. Great Uncle Tom. Why do you have to go make things so complicated? Actually, hang on. Let's think about this for a second. So the whole beef pork thing really intrigued me. What songs would feature on a playlist for for Uncle Tom, who who wanted his beef but got pork? You can't always get what you want, probably. Very good. Yes. You can't always get what you want. Changes. David Bowie. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Uh... Chicken fried, which is that uh, little bit of chicken. It's not really relevant. It's just food, not isn't it? Not quite, yeah. No. Old maybe, MacDonald maybe had a farm. Beef by Apache 207. Is that a song? Yeah. Well, I, I, I did just literally search beef into Spotify, so oh, that's wow. not my it's own knowledge, see. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone, it's that time of week, as you all know, for Earth Calling's number one uncontested segment, Laszlo's Listicles which has recovered from a couple of weeks ago, a hostile takeover by someone who didn't know what the hell they were doing. Um, Captain Barbosa, if memory serves. Yeah, indeed. Captain Bar- Barbosa took the, took the wheel, so to speak. Mm, the helm. The, the helm. Say. That's a much better... Yeah. Nautical. <laughs> Nautical analogy. reference. Exactly. More than being a pirate. Exactly. That's Back it. to work! <laughs> what I thought we could do is quite similar to the YouTube episode that we mm. recorded. If you haven't listened to it, please do after this. It's a very fun little... Um, view into into the world's biggest video platform. Thank you to YouTube, our sponsor this week. 
is uh, along with Apple Music. <laughs> Both very confused at, at what eventually happened with the episode itself. So what I thought could be very amusing is to look at the the algorithmic playlist, so that the playlist is automatically generated for you by Spotify for your top songs of 2020. Now this is mm. the playlist which everybody has on their Spotify. And what Ed and I are going to try to do is we're going to try and guess, like we did in YouTube, what appears in the top 10 of these top song playlists. And we're just going to kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be a specific song. We're just going to guess, you know, a, a genre, what kind of songs we think would feature. But you've got three mm-hmm. guesses, and then mm-hmm. the other person will reveal if there was anything close to what you thought. Okay, I will kick us off. This is actually pretty difficult, to be honest, because... <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of songs out there, a lot of artists, a lot of genres, and, and Laszlo, for our listeners' knowledge and understanding, is a very musically adept uh, creature. He likes to, you know, he doesn't like to blow his own trumpet, to uh, use a, a musical oh, I, analogy. I, I do but, actually uh, play the trumpet, so well, exactly. you know, I do like to blow it. Yeah, oh. uh, yeah don't, yeah. please don't crop that in isolation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Laszlo is musically very gifted, but I would suggest that one thing I think will be in there is electronic synth pop, because that is the genre that I most associate you with. There is a particular artist that I share a passion for with you, which is the American uh, singer or duo Beach House, who I imagine features at some point in the top 10. Beyond that, I'm a little bit lost. I would say... Genre-wise, you like indie stuff, obviously. Look at your haircut. Um, and... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I, I believe the rules of the game are to keep this above the belt. Yeah, not, sorry. Know. Apologies. <laughs> Don't want to blow your trumpet. Um, so I think, yeah, you mentioned things like the strokes. Are they are they still knocking around in there um, from years ago? Maybe. You don't like any of the mainstream stuff, I don't think. I don't think you've got any of the stuff that... I might have in mind, or that many of Spotify's users might have in mind. You're already giving me some really nice little uh, material to work with here. Um, So go on. What are your three your three final guesses then? Okay. Well, something by Beach House. Then maybe some weird bands that nobody's heard of that are in the indie genre uh, with some sort of guitars and some slightly warbling male vocals. And then third up, I don't know, some some kind of let, let's let's. I know this won't be in there, but I'll I'll let you have the the street cred of of dropping in a little bit of German techno. So just a little bit of maybe. Um, I do actually really need that street cred, so it's very much appreciated. You yeah, maybe the a, the disco yeah. gnome thug fucker remix. <laughs> if I would suggest people look up. It's a really banging techno tune. So let's start with the street cred. While I really appreciate you, uh, even deigning to think that I would have some German techno in my top 10. I unfortunately don't. I aspire to have German techno in my top 10. It's, it's one of my resolutions for my 2021 most played. But on the other two, you're pretty, pretty good, actually. I, I think that the Beach House thing is, you know, a no-brainer for you because you do know that I'm obsessed with this band. Beach House, they kind of do dream pop, synth pop. So I will say in my top 100 songs for last year, there are five Beach House songs, mm-hmm. but none of them feature in my top 10. Interesting, okay. The, the the second one, I have to say, is the most accurate because you said a guitar-led kind of indie thing nobody's ever heard of <laughs> by a guy uh, with male warbling vocals. And that is... So my, my seventh song is by an artist called Deacon, who's pretty small. He's got 27,000 monthly listeners on, on Spotify. And he's got a song called Golden Chords, 
which is a really beautiful song. You should check it out. He was a member of an experimental pop slash kind of psychedelic band called Animal Collective. I don't know if you've heard of Animal Collective. Oh, God. Um, I'm just just switching off here, Jesus. Listen to you, mate. Listen to you. I'm sharing. I'm sharing my passion. Wunderbar, absolutely wunderbar. No, I, I'm not familiar with animal synth. What was it? Animal kind? I wasn't listening. I love it, Ed. How the second you hear anything vaguely off that well-trodden path of you know the the blockbusters and the top hundred, which by the way will will provide quite scathing criticism when it comes around to to my guessing of your listicle. Um, <laughs> you you get nervous basically. I think you you're not you know. You need the comfort of your Avril's, your Taylor's, your your Beyonce's. Well, no, I, 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 perhaps it's a jealousy. It's a jealousy of your musical dexterity and the <laughs> breadth and depth of your taste. And I, I'm, I'm probably just nervous about the fact that I'm about to have to reveal my. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> anyway, right, so, so I think you know I'm going to award you a solid one and a half for that because you got the the obscure indie artist with the kind of plucky guitar and uh, vocals. And half for Beach House, which does feature in my top 100. Cool. Now, okay, on to you. Ed has, in the course of this episode, but also, you know, knowing him, he has revealed his that he has a penchant for some... A penchant. A penchant for the more monstrum. <laughs> for the mainstream. The, the, the mainstream. Um, so, I think, look, in the top 10, I think he's also a Taylor Swift fan. I think he really likes his Taylor. There's gonna be there's gonna be some rap as well because he needs to he needs to have some rap song to learn by heart, maybe Kendrick Lamar or um, let's just say that there'll be some rap. I think there's gonna be some rap. That's my number one. Number two, I think there's gonna be some kind of big Billboard hit. I think there's gonna be the Weekend, Blinding Lights, and the third one. Look, I I, I re- this is more out of a, a hope. I really w- I want there to be some Taylor Swift. So I think there's gonna be something from her latest. Uh, folklore album i think there's going to be mm-hmm. the song cardigan or Invisible the award Street. winning i believe folk, yes, yes the award winning indeed so okay ed how, how close am i with those three so not bad so i would preface this by saying that last year was of course a, a strange year for many of us and so the sorts of songs that you would have got from me in a typical year were perhaps not evidenced in this year's roundup but you you weren't far off on something. So Taylor Swift does not feature. In fact, I do you know I, I okay. do love Tay Tay, but uh, I I am a, is it a Swifty? No, what's the what's the name for a Swift fan? Um, but I do like Taylor. But she's actually I don't think she's even in my. Oh no, she is. There, shake it off. Yeah, that's probably what. Ah, uh, shake it off is in your top hundred. Yeah, I think it's, it's in not that, bloody. That, 2013. Yeah. I know. Jesus. I know, but that's because that's on my running playlist, to be fair. But uh, so she's in there at probably about 90 in the top 100. But sorry, that's just conjured this fantastic image of you doing a lap. <laughs> Doing a, doing a lap of Hyde Park, trying to keep up with Casper on your Strava app, who's kind of hit setting these three minute kilometers or whatever. Exactly. And you're just shake it off, shake it off. Ooh. Doing doing that famous Bayswater Serpentine sprint, um, trying to trying to catch all the other people on Strava again, interweaving this wonderful web of content from previous episodes. So she's, uh, I mean, I think you maybe you get a half point for that. It's a pretty generous one to be honest, but. 
Beyond that, you mentioned rap. So rap does not make it into my top 10. In a normal year, it probably would have. I am very keen on my rap and I'm obsessed with Eminem. But I do have in the top 20 uh, Runaway by Kanye West, which is a fantastic song. But no, I will give people a look behind the curtains. And you did mention, sorry, you did mention Mainstream and Post Malone's not in here, although Sunflower is a good tune. But in the top 10, you do have Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, which was in fact the most oh, streamed I did artist that. on Spotify last year. Yeah, so I was in there. But weirdly, you've got some some odd ones in here. So uh, strangely, the unaccompanied cello suite number one in G minor by Johann Sebastian Bach <laughs> is in my top ten. Wait, is that the one that goes... Is that the one that goes... Yes. That's from Master, Master and Commander. Commander yeah. yeah, I mean... Shh. Beautiful. If I had a cat, this is what she would listen to. And Russell Crowe is kind of saying, course due west yes. onto the Galapagos Islands. Load the cannons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Load, yeah. Remember, whatever you do in this life echoes in eternity. I'm mixing my films, but. Yeah, yeah. different film. I then have some some more mellow ones, like Alpha Blondie, who is a reggae artist, um, is in my top ten. My fourth most played song is his version of I Wish You Were Here, which is very good. Jamie XX, Loud Places, um, absolute banger. Mm. And then tragically, actually, this is really tragic, but I am going to let people into into a bit of a secret here. My most played song of 2020 is Quarter Past Midnight by Bastille, which is, oh, yeah. That's, oh that Laszlo's goodness. having the reaction that I had to him telling me about Animal, <laughs> whatever it was, Animal Honestly, you, you actually touched a nerve because I think my biggest pet peeve in music is Bastille. Oh, God, okay. I just, yeah, like, the, the, so there's a very specific thing that irks me, and it's the way that they pronounce their O's, the lead singer. It's like, you know me, you know me, I'm <laughs> singing like this, you know, and it's like, shut up. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Bastille. Thanks for sponsoring us alongside. Uh, <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Bastille, and I think that the reason this is my top played song is that it's all about going out. And, you know, I think it says something like, It's a quarter past midnight as we run through the city. The streets are getting restless. Good times, bad decisions. And, you know, as I was holed up in my flat last year, wishing that I was going out at a quarter past midnight, I did play this a lot. You've painted two very vivid pictures, which I think sit on either end of the spectrum of Ed's lockdown. (laughs) One is this kind of uplifting Bastille, and the other one's bloody Bach's cello concerto, (laughs) and Ed, you know, eating a takeaway on his own in front of an episode of Love Island. A bit of reggae and some blinding lights mixed in for good measure. Oh, and then... I'm just shaking is my that head, Ed, by the way. Is that, is that Lewis Capaldi? It is. Oh, it actually gets worse and worse. And worse. You should have stopped at some point. Yeah. I just do not approve of this. It's been a weird year, everyone, hasn't it? It's been a weird old year. But uh, we're, we're keeping you sane with, with Earth Calling. But that concludes this week's episode of Laszlo's Listicles. Laszlo's Listicles, Laszlo's Listicles, boink, boink. <laughs> Is that a listicle? Uh, Haven't quite cracked the jingle yet. That's on Laszlo's to-do list. But Layabout Laszlo will perhaps produce a listicle uh, jingle for the next episode. 
And in the meantime, we conclude this week's episode. Please do give us a download on Spotify, a like, a rating, and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want, do swing on over to Instagram, where you can find us at earth underscore calling underscore pod for additional details and bonus content. Yes, and as always, Earth Callers, thank you very much for tuning in. And do join us next week when we move from one streaming leviathan to another Ooh. and explore the culture of video streaming. Mm. And in particular, a platform that is known as Twitch. Excellent. Well, I look forward to seeing you there, Twitcheroo. Twitcheroo, join us next week. But for now, Earth out.